Hello friends, my name is Dane Miller. And I'm Niall Spain. And we're your fuck buddies. We are a dating and sex advice podcast where we take your sticky sexy situations and turn them into sexy sticky situations. Simply put, we answer questions on the topic of sex and dating that we either find online or are sent in by our wonderful listeners, such as yourself. And this episode is the itchy episode, because I just shaved my head, didn't have time to shower, and I'm covered in those little hairs that, that itch you. But also, if you're looking at your phone and you're wondering if you slipped into some parallel dimension because you just haired an episode by us yesterday and you don't know what's happening, don't worry, you're just one of our exclusive Patreon people who got one yesterday. That's true. At the end of every month, we release a very secret episode called Pillow Talk, only available for certain tiers of our Patreon. If you want them, and you should, uh, head on Mm -hmm. over to fbuddiespodcast.com and click the Patreon link and join one of the tiers that gives you access to Pillow Talk. Yeah, and if you're kind of sad that you missed yesterday's episode, which we did deal with some fun stuff, including Halloween, then yeah, head over. They're all going to be there. So yeah. And we appreciate the fuck out of it because we love all the support and and lets us keep doing this. Yeah, this is the first year that we didn't pay out of pocket to to host this pad boy, which is yeah. incredible. And all thanks to you. <clears throat> so thank you very much. We appreciate you. Um, and in order to, to show our appreciation, we're going to answer some questions. Yeah. You want you want me to start? Yeah. Get, get us going. All right. Um, hmm. You know, I'm going to do this one. This is by. But why am I here on Reddit? Has anyone reached out to a ghoster and actually gotten a valid and apologetic response? Asking before I make a fool out of myself. Basically what the title says. I, 22-year-old female, had a very, very special date with 22-year-old male. It was very sweet. There was no awkward small talk. and We soon figured out that our values, etc. aligned perfectly. Never really happened to me before where I made such an intense emotional connection on the first date. And I've been thinking about them since. Now the problem is he asked me for my number. We didn't really exchange numbers before we met. And he has yet to text me there. It's been days. Edit, I don't have his number. He only has mine. That's why I'm expecting him to hit me up and start a line so I can get his number too. Wasn't much of a texter to begin with, which he let me know. We actually talked on the phone for hours at some point before the date. Based on what he told me, I know he's going through shit and it's very possible he he just can't talk. I want to text him, you good? Crying emoji, crying emoji. But then this is probably also BS because who the fuck can't spare a text? Also, I've been on the online dating game long enough to know this is exactly how I treat people. I'm not interested in it. Maybe this is karmic retribution. Lol. Help, friends. Uh, Okay. Like, I'm annoyed. I was sympathetic to the cause and the case up until the point where she was like, I do this all the time. Yeah. Like, what? okay, if this is what you think is an appropriate way to deal with people that you're not attracted to, then you can't turn around and be like, how is this happening to me? Because Mm -hmm. like you, you yourself think that this is okay. And if you don't think it, it's okay. Then why are you doing it? Yeah, exactly. You're either admitting that you're a shitty person and this is a shitty thing to do to someone, or you're saying, Hey, this is a totally fair thing to do, but I only care that it's not fair because it's happening to me, which are, are, you know, Pretty much the flip side of the same coin of like you being kind of a shitty person. That's the thing. Either way, it sucks because you're changing the situation that you're in. So either you think it's fine normally, but it's not fine when someone does it to you, or you don't think it's fine and you do it anyway. Yeah. Um, Now, that being said, there's a, uh, like you said, a, a thousand different reasons why this person hasn't texted you. Maybe you guys had a couple too many drinks and put the wrong number in and he has texted you, but I'm not, I'm not going to sit here and pretend. 
the other possibility is the fact that you had a very special magical mm-hmm. first date could be maybe you were really intense and this dude was like kind of creeped out by that since you seem to like have this fairy tale idea of what this date was like and it could have just been like a date to this dude well that's the important thing it's like you guys didn't both have a very very special emotional like blah 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 you did right so you can't like be like wow it's crazy he hasn't messaged me back after we both had this thing it's like for all you know he had a shitty time you know what i mean mm-hmm. like you can't speak for somebody else so it's like just because you had an incredible time doesn't mean they have but like let's get to what i think is a very important part of this she, he has her number she doesn't have his right mm-hmm but they also have been chatting online and have been on the phone for hours together. So either she could get his number by looking at her call logs or they have other ways of contacting each other, at which point it's like, it's not just on them. Yeah. Like, yeah, surely you you're clearly contact each other some way. Even if like you don't have caller ID or they have a block number, you could just like. If you wanted to, you guys have have the history of like talking on the phone, which is a wild thing to do in modern dating, in my opinion. But you've done it. So call him. If you really want to just check in on him, call him. Yeah, that's the thing. It's like and I think I'd love to find it because I went through the comments because it was just wild. And I was like, this is confusing. Like, how is it that like you don't have their number, but they have yours? But you guys also talked. And then they were like, oh, I think the ball's in his court because I gave him my number. So. You know, so it's just a a principal thing at this point. Exactly. And I also apparently it's been two days, Mm. which is not that long at all. I mean, technically, they're correct. It has been days. Yeah, exactly. Now, but two days versus seven days. Very different. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think hopefully it's not the like, oh, you got to wait a certain amount of time. Like, I think that I, I really hope we've put that behind us because it's mm-hmm. in in the age of instant uh communication the idea of being like i gotta wait two two days before we talk to each other like that's if someone doesn't talk to me after two days after a date i'm like okay cool you're not interested and mm-hmm. i <laughs> moving on yeah well i think like one just fucking reach out yourself like you're a grown-ass woman there's no reason for you to just sit here and fret but also two the entire title of this question, which I'm going to read again, has anyone reached out to a ghoster and gotten a valid and apologetic response? So, like, that's what she's looking for in this situation. Mm-hmm. Like, she's not looking for anything other than for this guy to, like, be, I guess, cowed into an apology. And that's a wild thing to want out of this situation, especially I- when you are also a person that ghosts people, which we've talked about before. It's okay. I would love to know if she's ever given a valid or apologetic response to someone that she's ghosted. I'm going to guess no. <laughs> yeah, this is it's this is like dating entitlement of people yeah. who only like have no empathy and have no means of sort of like walking in anyone else's shoes or seeing mm-hmm. another point of view. It is like the world's focuses on me and everything revolves around me. And when a, a, an injustice happens to me, it is of the highest severity. And I really don't know how the world can keep turning when this has happened to me. Yeah. And it it's tiring. And, you know, I hope this guy, you know, this might sound mean and, and cruel, but maybe this guy's dodging a bull by not texting you back because That's you seem thing. like you seem- a lot. 
super arrogant and entitled and hypocritical and like oblivious and like none of those things are good combination or good you know in isolation you know you should be able to put yourself in someone else's shoes realize that things sometimes don't go your way realize that just because you had a great time doesn't mean someone had an equally good time you should be able to throw all this bullshit well it's in his car because i gave him my number like reach out be chill don't like attack this person that's like if they don't want to go further fuck it move on you know like that's it's as simple as that there's also that like weird sort of vague indication that like maybe she cares about how he's doing where she's like you good and it's like if you're actually genuinely concerned about this person's well-being reach out i'm sure they would appreciate it for whatever reason if they're again if they're not interested maybe they are ghosting you and at that point it sucks Happens to everyone. You do it all the time. So you're going to have to move on. But like if you are, and this is something that we've talked about in the past, I believe we had a very similar question where it's like, if you are invested in their well-being, make your check-in about their well-being and not Mm -hmm. about getting another date or moving your relationship forward. Just be like, hey, you know, you can even say, had a great date the other day. Really enjoyed our time. I know you're going through a lot. I just wanted to check in and see how you're doing. Hope you're doing all right. If you need to talk, hit me up. Mm-hmm. 100%. Also, like for me, if I just got you good, three question marks, like that wouldn't seem like, a, oh, are you okay? Or like, how are you doing? It would seem like a, what what the fuck? Yeah. You know, it like that seemed like a, why haven't you texted me? Yeah, exactly. And even the fact that, oh, I know he's going through shit and it's possibly can't talk. It's like one sentence and then they're immediately like, it's bullshit. Who the fuck can't spare a text? It's like, like you know this or you don't. You care that he's going through shit or you don't. You know what I mean? I love how that's mentioned very briefly and immediately tossed aside um so maybe try giving a shit yeah maybe that's why the date didn't go well (laughs) you're too busy thinking about what a great time you are having and how that must translate into what a great time he's having that it probably wasn't a great time yeah i I have this is a mean way to start but i'm not i'm not feeling your vibe no i feel like there's red flags everywhere and honestly the comments don't go much better (laughs) honestly i almost never read the comments for these questions because i know they're going to be garbage and i i've read a few comments today on the questions that i'm bringing and man they suck like i get i understand now why we have a show and why i feel like (laughs) we we will have a show for as long as we want to do it because the advice that people give to each other from like a level of authority is categorically terrible it is it is really 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 bad that gives me a really good segue to just throw something in because it it wasn't enough to bring as a full question but there was this person like crowing about how they did really well after they started reading this like dating advice person or this sorry this like pickup artists uh book and one of the things that they said was to delay laughter (laughs) When you're talking to a girl, because if you laugh when they say something funny, it doesn't seem genuine. But if you like pause for a few seconds, think you're like really thinking about it and you're deep and then you laugh. I'm like, that's the worst shit I've ever heard. Man, I would be so unnerved. So I was actually I had someone like that at my bar the other day where everything seemed to take like an extra i'm almost positive she was high as fuck and Mm -hmm. didn't realize that she was going to be as high as she was when she went out in public because she went out by herself Mm -hmm. um and i think it was like she probably got the munchies because she ordered a bunch of like you know junky fried pub food but i think that like it hit her and that like that paranoia of like oh no everyone knows i'm fucking high as hell which 
it, it's legal here. We don't give a shit. No one cares. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it was freaking her out. So like everything she said had like, there was a real deliberation on everything she was saying. And, and it was the same thing. When I talked to her, she would like stare at me and sort of like <laughs> mouth the words that I just said back to me. And then she would answer. And if someone did that to me on a date, especially with laughter, because if you stifle laughter, it's not like you can press pause on the laugh track mm-hmm. and then hit play and then have like the genuine reaction. You would then have to pretend to laugh. That's the thing. Even if you actually found it funny, if you're actively not laughing and then laughing, it, you're, you're literally fake laughing at everything. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, oh, it won't seem genuine if you actually genuinely laugh. No, yeah. no, please, fake laugh. That's the genuine. Like, I, it blows my mind. Why do people do this? It also would take me so much effort and so much, like, concentration. It would be like playing, like, you know, Gears of War when you fucking, like, have the active reload. Yeah. But sometimes you're paying too much attention to that. You don't actually know what's going on. I don't know. I feel like I would be taken out of the moment every – because I'd be like, oh, shit, is she about to say something funny? Like, I'd have to be like, oh, ready. And then when she'd say it, I'd have to be like, okay, take a beat. Look to the side, I guess. I don't know. Count to two. I don't know what the fuck you're supposed to do. But that would be such an ordeal and a, such a process. I wouldn't be listening to anything. I wouldn't be doing anything. And then I'd laugh and they'd hate it. They'd hate the whole thing. It also would kill the conversation because like they'd say something funny and either stop and wait for you to A, respond, B, laugh. And like after the pause, maybe they'd just say something else. And then you'd have to interrupt them by laughing. Or be something funny in the process of a sentence, at which point you're still interrupting. It's just, it's absolute insanity. And hey, bit of advice, don't do it. Also, the like, there's there's so many games and improv games and stuff of like, you have to keep a stone face while someone tries to make you laugh. Things are infinitely funnier when you're not trying to laugh. Like, have you ever <laughs> been at like, like one of the big examples is on film. There's a thing called room tone where you all stand silently in the room and capture just like the ambient noise. Should you need to, you know, cut a line or uh, mask a sound that happens. It's just like an ambient tone of the room. And inevitably someone says something or something happens or someone looks at someone and you're all trying desperately oh my God, yeah. not to fucking laugh. And it's the same thing with like school assemblies or, or weddings sometimes. Or, or, yeah. Like, it's like, you know, not that they're funny or good or anything, but it's like, you know, Oh my God, I can't laugh. And like someone gives you an eye and you're like, Oh fuck. Yeah. Like old uncle Jerry just rips a fucking wet one. And like exactly. you, and your, you and your buddy are like, Oh, Oh, we can't laugh right now because you know, his wife is currently in tears at the front telling the speech you know giving the eulogy but like god damn jerry jerry just tore his pants off Mm -hmm. so yeah this is bad advice (laughs) i feel i feel like anytime uh any sort of pickup artist tells you to do something it's probably a bad idea 100 percent. but like people literally buy these books apparently they go to fucking courses they make gigantic posts about it on seduction where everyone's like oh shit i'm gonna do that that's just like no just do not yeah, I can't imagine like I consider myself a fairly a fairly amusing person, especially in like everyday conversation. I think I'm I'm pretty witty and quick with a joke. I can't imagine being on a date where someone is actively trying to make me not feel that way. But like they're actively trying to make you feel that way. Like that's yeah, the yeah, point. Guess, the point yeah. is to be like, "Oh my god, I am taking time to consider what you're saying." So when I laugh it's genuine, which is ironic. I feel like maybe the advice that like 
should have started this is like, don't just laugh all the time or at things you don't get. Cause yeah. maybe that's the point is like, you know, if you're just like, ah, and they're like, that wasn't funny. Or like, I don't think he gets it. Yeah. That's going to kill the mood. But you know what also was going to kill the mood. You like pausing awkwardly and then throwing fake laughter in their face. And presumably if you found it funny, if you actually found it funny, stifling a laugh. Yeah. To then release a more boisterous. There's a scene in Final Fantasy X in which one of the main characters is trying to teach the other character to laugh or so. I don't know. But it is the English like dubbing of it is some of the worst voice acting that's ever happened. And that's how I imagine. If you don't know what I'm talking about, go and search Final Fantasy X Titus Laugh. And that is what I imagine is happening on this person's date. It's probably exactly what is happening. All right, hit me. Um, this is Sean 2020 Fansley. How do I deal with a woman who wants me to stick around but doesn't want to commit to me? This girl I'm talking about, male, or he's 22 and she's 37. This girl okay. I'm talking about, she's wants me to be with her. She wants me to stick around, but on all the same, she keeps sleeping with other guys. I told her how I feel about her and how I feel about the situation, but she won't stop. But she expects me <laughs> to stick around and put up with her sleeping with other guys until she's ready to commit. That's not what I'm up for, but she insists on me staying if I don't talk to her or block her. She says she's going to cry about it and tries to make me feel like crap about it. How do I deal with this? Because it's starting to feel like I'm stuck. That was all one sentence. There's no punctuation. So I'm sorry if that was a bit rocky. No, it's rocky like anyway, even if it was perfectly, you know, hit all the grammar notes it should have. Uh, dude, get the fuck out. You're saying, oh, I'm trying to talk to someone and they're just being like, no, fuck you. I don't give a fuck, but you'll make me sad if you leave. Like, cool. That's they, they reaped what they sowed. You know what I mean? You're sad right now. Why does your sadness less important than theirs yeah if someone 15 years older than you just like refuses to like it sounds like she's just kind of uh, abusing you essentially well she is yeah i mean so there's i think there's two sides to the story one she's 100 within her right to be like i really like you and i would like to keep seeing you but i do also i'm also going to be seeing other people yes 100 that's, that's totally fine yeah like but, in in no way was i saying oh my god how is she not dating you you asked and she can't say no like yeah. that is definitely not it um and then you were like oh hey by the way i'm not comfortable with that i would like to see you exclusively at that point that's where you guys make the decision of being like she says no sorry i don't want to see you exclusively i would love to keep seeing you if that's an option but i understand like if mm -hmm. this isn't going to work for you and then you say okay cool that's not going to work for me and you part your separate ways the like second part of that transaction or that discussion seems to just go fucking so off the rails where neither well, it, of you it almost want just to feels like it didn't happen yeah like, where he was like oh i want to date you and she's like no I, i'm gonna keep sleeping with guys but like i don't want you to go and then he's like damn she just keeps doing it and it's like but you talked about it yeah and she said she's not going to so why are you still here? Because like at a certain point that just kind of becomes your problem. Like she's yeah. being straight up and she's doing what she wants to do. Right. Obviously the whole, if you leave, I'll get sad and cry thing, which like, who cares? Like, you know, that's whatever. Yeah. It's, it's super manipulative and yeah, kind of like ass lady, but yeah. at the same time, now was right. It's like, you also aren't happy. So what, <laughs> You know, you have to make your choice of being like, cool, am I going to stay unhappy because I don't want this potentially fake 
you know, she could just be bluffing. Um, and hey, let me tell you what, chances are she is. If she's got like this myriad of men that she gets to sleep with, she's probably not going to be too upset that you go your own way. Yeah. And that's the thing. It's it's just like this. It's almost like if this was a like a different situation, it's like, oh, I want to keep dating my girlfriend. But she says we're breaking up. It's like, okay, but like that, that's the situation. So it's like, you're out of that situation now. Like in a way, you know, it's on you to get out of there. She's told you where you're at. You are clearly unhappy with it. I don't understand what you're coming to us about this for, you know, there's no answer here other than leave. For the most part, most relationships and most decisions and milestones and stuff like that are a collaborative effort. There are two that aren't when someone wants to start a relationship and when someone wants to end a relationship. At mm-hmm. that point in time, those are individual actions. And if you guys want to individually choose to become exclusive or enter in a relationship of any sort, great, cool. If one person does not want to do this, that's it. Yeah. Like, like there is, and the same thing with like breaking up. If someone wants to end a relationship, that's their choice. And that's yeah. an individual choice that they get to make. They don't have to get your permission to do it. Exactly. So this person doesn't want a relationship. You are unhappy with what they do want, which they are well within the right to do. So the options are suffer or leave. Yeah, it, it's really that cut and dry. And it's rare in, in the world of dating and sex and relationships that there is kind of a cut and dried answer. But I feel like mm-hmm. in, this, in this situation, it's it's either like you continue to deal with this or you don't. Also, like the best part is she's not like, like, yeah, she is emotionally manipulating you and she's being a bit like whatever, but it's also not dramatic. It's not like, oh, I can't live if you leave me. It's like, I'll, I'll be sad. It's like, okay, cool. Like you, she has two choices here. You have two choices here. And those choices are change your stance on what you're doing or get out of it. There's no half and half. Mm-hmm. Although, well, there shouldn't be, but there fucking is right now. <laughs> yeah. So just like you're sad. So why are you worried about her maybe potentially being sad in the future? You're currently sad. Stop being sad. Get out of there. Okay. I feel like we're on a particular, we're on a particular thread today. So this is by Danny Zuko 5000. Damn. We got Danny Zooks. Oh, sorry. Finally wrote a closure letter to girl I was seeing. In the beginning, it was so full of life and energetic. Text within five minutes, cheerful vibes. Then after a week, it slowly died down. And it was as if I had to beg her every time. Every time I'd suggest something to do, she'd always have something to do without offering an alternative sideways looking face. This girl has issues I can overlook, but the main one is communication. I hate how she takes so damn long to reply, hour, four hours later, like it's impossible for a person to not see the message notification. Anywho, after receiving the last part of the gift she got me, at first she was elated to give it to me and would do whatever it takes to make sure I get it. I had to basically remind her repeatedly for it, and I decided I can't try and fight for this girl's attention anymore. It's been so detrimental to my mental health. Packed all her gifts in a bag and wrote a closure letter. Planned to drop it off at her house tomorrow. We don't even get to hear what's in the closure letter? No. God damn, man. That's what I was excited for. I don't give a shit about any other stuff. I know. What a, what a fucking tease. But like, well, and it's not really a question. But at the same time, what what do you think? So, I mean, I, I think like the advice, we pretty much, this is the, the part of the, 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 like where someone has taken our advice of being like, you need to leave. You know what I mean? Mm. And I think, I think he's making the right choice. If someone 
if, if communication ends up becoming a chore with someone, I think there's probably some issues on his end of being like, oh, taking an hour to respond to me is unreasonable. Like, fuck off. That's uh, an unrealistic expectation. And, and we can examine that. But at the end of the day, like if you aren't feeling fulfilled in a relationship and you find it's difficult to plan anything with them, if they don't want to see you and and this all like the spark is gone, then, yeah, move on. Mm hmm. If you want to write a closure letter, as long as it's not fucking, like, abusive or mean or threatening, sure, go for it. It's They're going to laugh at it. Like, I can almost guarantee you that they're going to be like, look at this with their friends and they're all going to have a big laugh about it. And that might suck to think about, mm-hmm. but that's the reality of it because I can almost guarantee you if someone wrote me a closure letter, unless it was incredibly scathing, I would probably share it with my friends. Yeah, and that's what I kind of wanted to bring up is like, I don't think the closure letter's a good call. You know what I mean? And so for context, in the comments, he does, someone was like, hey, she'll probably just laugh and throw it away. And he was like, I hope it is something that doesn't happen. I hoped the letter will cause her anger and regret, etc." So okay. it's not even like a therapeutic thing. I think no. this is a last ditch effort, which- this isn't a, a closure. This is a spite letter. It sounds exactly. Like. It's either a spite letter or an ill-conceived, like, get back together letter. And neither of which I think is a good call. Like, if you find it therapeutic to write this closure letter, write it down, fucking burn it, and then say, like, hey, I don't think this relationship should continue. And, like, if she asks why, just be like, I don't know. I feel like there's not enough communication. It feels like the spark has died. And, like, hey, maybe she's busy. Maybe there's some shit going on. And then at least that gives her a chance to put her two cents in but it's also possible she's like okay bye and like that sucks but at least you're kind of like actually ending things yeah and we've talked about how closure is kind of a manufactured idea and and something that you kind of have to get on your own Mm -hmm. um most of the time and like now said if if writing down a letter and spewing your thoughts out into actual tangible form is is therapeutic for you and and helps you uh sort of regain some of the mental health ground that you lost during this relationship by all means go for it but like now also suggested burning it i think is a much more symbolic and maybe a more emotional experience than because like nine times out of ten they're either not gonna read it or they're gonna find it fucking hilarious and that like whatever you think is going to happen with it probably isn't going to happen with it. So you might as well hold sort of a ceremony, tell yourself being like at with this flame, I release it. And you know what I mean? Like, boom, it's not spooky season anymore. Dane, no more rituals. It doesn't matter. Every, every season is spooky season, (gasps) but yeah, like, you know, what's done. You're not happy. You seem you, you're at least pretending like you're doing the right thing, but it seems in the comments you are not in fact. So do end it. Don't bother with the letter because, again, I think you're just trying to get a needle in and it's either just going to make shit really bad between you guys or give her, like, ammunition to, you know, laugh at you or or whatever. And, like, that probably won't be good for your mental health. So this is kind of like being like, I want closure, but then also bursting in and being like, and another thing. It's Yeah, exactly. Like, like if you want closure, close the door. You don't get to fucking close the door and then slide a letter underneath that just says, fuck you. Well, that's yeah, it's like you're on a night out and like you and someone are like, I don't know, getting into it. And you're like, you know what? I don't want to fight. But then you walk 
we back off while giving them the finger. Yeah. It's like, right, I'm out. I'm out. I'm not involved. I'm just like, fuck you. It's like, hmm. Yep. I say, don't do this. Just end it for your own mental health. Give yourself some space. And, you know, if at all possible, ending things nicely is, is worth it because these people don't cease to exist. You will see them out and about, presumably. You'll bump into them five years down the line. And it's like being able to bump into someone and be like, oh, we saw each other years ago. It was nice. Like, how have you been? Is much better than being like, Ugh. Yeah, being at a bar and be like, oh, hey, guys, 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 that's the closure letter guy. Because, yeah. look, the second you see the entire table look over at you and get that shit-eating grin, you know they read it. You know you they know. saw your poem. They've seen it. You're angsty. Also, I'm guessing these people are 15. Um, yeah, probably. Because they were like, after a week, it died down. It's like, after a week? <laughs> <laughs> All right, hit me. Um, Ow. This... Come on. It's been a while. It's 161. 161 episodes. We're better than that. Although apparently I'm not better at wrangling my fucking cat. What are you? No, doing? you're actually getting worse. I really am. He was so good for a while. Now he's just like, hey, fuck this shit. It was like 80 episodes where he just was uninterested. And now he he's heard, just like, this he is there's money time. now. He knows yeah, there's money Oliver, involved now. And he's like, I, I got to get a cut of this, baby. We, we don't even have enough for us, let alone you. <laughs> I got to get a slice of this cheddar. Uh, if you're a new listener, Oliver is my cat. <laughs> Oliver's the the man that lives in Dane's pipes. <laughs> um, this is from Stranger Things 11. I find guys who ignore me attractive. I just recently noticed that there are guys who keep on chatting me, chatting to me, who are clingy, update me, but I don't like them. I just really find them annoying. Once they do that, I suddenly become uninterested. While there are some guys who don't always talk to me, ignore me most of the time, and I'm more attracted to them. It's a serious problem, I know. Am I the only one? Oh, I've got a question that's basically this, but from the flip side. Okay. How about I read that out? Because I feel like we're just going to be talking about the same issue. Yeah, yeah. Why not? This is Yami Yugi 23. Why does it <laughs> seem like to get the girl you want, you want, you have to ignore her? Well, Yami Yugi. Like... <laughs> what? I just like saying Yami Yugi and I really it's want great. to say it. Yeah. There was this girl I liked a lot, like easily the biggest crush I've ever had. I always knew from the beginning, just observing her. She was always chased slash seemed more interested in guys who ignore her or don't give her attention. She rings guys' phones who ignore her and begs for their attention. She'll say stuff like, why don't you ever contact me first, etc. You don't care about me, etc. Or in the library, there's this one guy who never talks to her. She always chases him. She's always the one who talks to him first. I thought about pulling and pushing with her, but she opened up to me about depression and suicidal thoughts. So I decided to leave it. Plus, I don't want someone I'm not... To want to be someone I'm not and play these childish games, etc. Anyway, we did end up doing a lot of activities together. She would say romantic stuff to me, but she ended up leading me on due to all her insecurities and chose another guy over me. The guy just ignores her and even told her in public when they were in a group not to speak to him because he don't want people to think they're dating. Despite all that, she's still all over him and always chase him and even wants to switch her degree to his degree, which is crazy considering this is the last year. All the girls who wanted to date me have always been girls which I put the least effort in and ignore for girls I'm interested in. I can never, ever get the girl I want. Do I have to start pulling and pushing with girls I like? How should I approach the next girl I like? Hey, you know what the crazy thing is? I thought you were in high school. Degree? Yeah, I know. I was like, damn, this kid's 15 as well. Um, although I think I think this guy is... I think he's revealed some pearls of knowledge. Uh, probably inadvertently. But things like the fact that she talked about depression and suicide and has mental health concerns. Mm -hmm. I think that this is a, a pretty common thing for people who would benefit greatly from professional help, from therapy to 
chase after people who it's I can't remember the name of it, but like to go after people specifically that they know will kind of mistreat them and abuse them. Mm -hmm. It's it's like behavior repetition or something like that of of usually like they have someone in there, usually a a parent or, you know, a, a guardian figure who abuse them as a child. And like, that's how they think love is shown. Yeah. And, and and that's what they look for love to be uh, of, you know, uh, displayed later on in life. Mm -hmm. So I, it sounds to me like there is a, a myriad of issues that you need to unpack and come to terms with. And I think that this sort of like chasing after people that treat me poorly is usually a, a pretty good indication that it, it is time for therapy, friends. Yeah, well, let's be fair. Someone who ignores you, that's, that's someone mistreating you, like flat out. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like I could understand if you're sick of people who are like overbearing and won't stop texting you and sure. all that shit. But like the opposite of that isn't – or like the good side of that isn't, oh, this person when I reach out pretends I don't exist. You know, that's shitty. If someone just messages you the appropriate amount for you, that's a very different situation. So, like, we're not talking about that. We're talking about being ignored and being mistreated, which, again, mistreated, not a good thing. And you need to examine why, why you feel that way, because it isn't good. And it's not going to lead to, like, a secret good relationship. You know what I mean? It's not like, oh, there's just all these red flags and struggles and hurdles, but then eventually it's just magically good. These are signs of other things that will just make you even more sad. Well, you know? to quote a shitty, you know, Facebook idiom, I'm sure it comes from somewhere more profound, but like people chase the love that they think they deserve. So Damn. a lot of people with, with Damn very, Facebook. I know Damn right? Zuckerberg. Damn suck. Zuck, he does so suck glad we brought him on for this, this conversation. Um, but like people who have this sort of rock bottom self-esteem or very low opinion of themselves think that like, this is the only way they will get love, or this is the love that they deserve. And, mm-hmm. and to be told something as terrible as, Hey, don't talk to me while we're around people. So people don't know that we're dating and think that like, yeah, this is it. Yeah. Let's this throw is- away my degree for this man. Nailed yeah. it. Like yeah, that's, don't, that's heartbreaking. Don't, don't do that to yourself. There's absolutely no reason why you would want to be with someone who treats you poorly. And if, if any of this resonates with you, if you're listening to this and you're like, ah, damn, I do kind of do this. I really, really urge you to go talk to someone, try to find, I know therapy can be expensive, but a lot of places are now offering uh, cost effective treatment and, and sessions and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I there's know also there's a lot, lot of, of like online exactly. uh, therapy stuff, especially yep. like as a result of the pandemic, which can often be cheaper and at the very least is like really easily accessible. So it's like, you don't have to go out. You don't have to commit all this time, like traveling and finding a place and blah, blah, blah. You can just, you know, do it from your couch, yeah. um, which kind of adds to, or takes away from like the, the fear of it as well. I think a little bit, cause you could do it somewhere you're comfortable. Right. But yeah, like it's worth a talk because like, I'm sure you know, if not emotionally, then logically that you, you deserve better. All right. No one deserves to be mistreated. Um, so just try, try to avoid situations like that, you know, cause you do deserve better. 100%. And, and it's, it's something that I hope there are like some pretty key concepts that I think we stress a lot in this show. And one of them is communication is King. Like almost every problem can be solved with communication. And the other one is 
you are worth probably more than you think. Um, and, and you are, you are worthy of, of excellent love and respectful love and consensual love. Like those are things that aren't earned. Those are things that are just inherent fucking baseline. Yeah. Like if, if you are a human being and regardless of your trauma or the, the damage that you've accumulated over your life, it doesn't make you any less worthy or deserving of a love that, that is, respectful and and treats you well if and and if like i said if any of this resonates if if any of these things sounds like oh damn i kind of needed to hear that i really 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 urge you to seek out professional help because i know so many people who especially during the pandemic of people who took that leap and started talking to a, a counselor or a therapist and have been like fuck me why didn't i do this sooner Mm-hmm. Um, and even if you don't, th- like, there's there's no harm in in engaging in therapy, even if you don't necessarily think you need it. I know this is kind of a tangent, but self help is, you know, that's the category we're under in iTunes, so we might as well do a little bit of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, take care of yourself, love yourself, and if you need a little help getting to the point where you can, that's okay. Yeah, I feel like thankfully we've come a long way from you know, therapy or a therapist being like looked down on, like practically, a, a, you know, a large number of people I know have seen one or are currently seeing one. And like, they're not ashamed. I'm not ashamed of them. You know what I mean? Like, I don't see any issues here. So, you know, don't don't fall into that trap of feeling like embarrassed or that you're lesser or anything like that, because that's just such an old fashioned idea that I think we're all past or we should all be and we are getting past. Nothing wrong yeah. with it. I, I swell with pride when someone mentions that they've started counseling or therapy. Because mm-hmm. I'm like, great. Because this probably means that you're going to start living a better life. This probably means that you're going to start thinking higher of yourself. And Because I, I adore you. And mm-hmm. I want you to adore you. So like, I, I get so excited. Um, and I think, to build on what Niall just said, I think anyone who does give you shit for going to therapy is a it's a pretty good indication that like, maybe that's a good place to start. You know what I mean? Like maybe that's a good place to start to, to start, you know, cutting some of the fat off. You know what I mean? If you have anyone friend that would say that to you, they're not your fucking friend. Yeah. Any, anyone who's actively being like, Oh, you want to better yourself? Oh, you want to get your mental health right? Like fuck that person. I promise you, they are not adding anything to your life. If they Mm. are against you taking steps towards making yourself feel better. Okay, this one fits pretty well on everything we've been talking about, I think. Uh, This is by Kimochi. Is it okay if I don't respond to date cancellation? I'm a male, and this girl just canceled our date last minute because she's tired from work. Well, not really last minute. The date is tomorrow. But then again, I feel somehow betrayed and disrespected in some ways hard to describe. To give you context, we've been texting for months and flirt with each other. At the initial stage of getting to know her, I did once ask her out, but she told me she's anxious meeting new people for the time. So I thought, yeah, okay, maybe it's too early. Skip forward months later, I asked her again, and she said yes, finally. Took some time to get confirmation for her, like time and venue, but eventually we settled it. Now, this happens. I was really, really looking forward to this. When I received her message saying she wants to cancel without asking me if I'd like to reschedule or not, I have all kinds of emotions, especially upset, followed by embarrassed. This is depressing. Um, I get it. And if like you're at the end of your rope, as we talked about before, it's like there's no harm in being like, well, I've put in the effort. I we've we've chatted for a very long time. I asked you out. I made the effort to plan the date, 
pick the time, pick the place and, uh, you know, a day before you want to cancel, but then haven't like, I don't know if they apologized, who knows, but like to, to not say like, Hey, let's reschedule next week. Or I would like to, I'm really sorry. You know, we'll figure out another time to just be like, I don't want to do it. Cause I'm going to be tired tomorrow. Yeah. Which is, which is a pretty bold statement. Mm-hmm. Um, then yeah, there's no harm in just being like, yeah, I'm done. Then you don't have to declare it. You don't have to send her a, a closure letter. You can just say like, you can just in your own mind be like, all right, there's no, there's no rule saying you have to reply, right? If you don't feel like it, don't, you know what I mean? If it would make you sadder to reply, or if you don't think you could reply in a kind manner, um, there's nothing wrong with just cutting them off. Like, fuck it. If they're not putting the time and effort into you, don't do it back. Yeah. A hundred percent. And it's, it's very, very easy. It's very, very simple. And this is like one of the few times where I think ghosting is appropriate. And like, if, if they don't reach out to you, then you're, you haven't wasted your time. Mm-hmm. If that and makes if they, sense. And if they do reach out to you, don't fall into the same patterns. Let them take the wheel. Then you can be like, if they, you know, if they do reach out after you don't reply and they want to go on a date, you can be like, okay, cool. I'll let you figure it out. You know, you, you have a busy schedule. Let me know when and where and blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Like leave the ball in their court. And if they're unable to handle that, fuck it, because they're clearly unable to handle you trying to take them out. So I wouldn't fall back into the same patterns. So cut them off. And if they do approach you, leave the stuff in their court. And that's the advice I'll give you. You know, don't because some people really like to string people along and they just kind of like feel nice having that attention kind of played towards them. So and a lot of people like to hedge their bets of being like, I'm going to, I'm going to book myself. Like there's a good chance that like, maybe she won't be tired tomorrow. Maybe she just got a, a quote unquote better date or, you know, something, something more quote unquote interesting came up. And like, I know there's people who do that too. So it, mm-hmm. it could like, we, you could just be saving a shit ton of time and, you know, emotional distress doing it. And the thing is, it doesn't matter if there's a, like what the reason is really. It's like, even if they are legitimately going through something, it's like, it's still not going to work out, right? Yeah. Like if they cannot give you the time that you're looking for, you know what I mean? Then that's it, really. You know, yeah. you're not getting what you want out of this. So, you know, save yourself the effort and uh, move on. One of the most important things the, the pandemic taught me was like the value of personal time or my free time because I had so much of it and I found things that I really enjoyed doing. And like a lot of it was like solitude stuff because that's all we could really do. Um, (laughs) But once things started opening up again, we could start seeing people and going places and doing things. I was very excited to see a bunch of people that I had been talking to during the pandemic being like, I miss hanging out with you. And then I would try to hang out with them. And like, I knew it was going to happen of like, everyone says they want to, oh yeah, let's grab drinks, let's grab drinks, blah, blah, blah. But I would, I would put in some effort to the people like I, that I really wanted to see. And it was like cancellation, last minute, oops, 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 really sorry, really sorry, really sorry. And then it's just like, I, once you stop taking the initiative and then all of a sudden it's like, they don't, there's nothing. Then it's like, okay, cool. I'm. I'm not going to put in this, like I'm going to redirect my energy to the people. Like I'm taking time out of seeing my friends to make time to see you. And if you're not going to reciprocate that same sort of commitment, then I'm not, I'm not going to keep giving up days that I could be seeing my friends. And it, it's the same for dating and friendship. So like if, if you're not getting that commitment back, then move on. 
there are, there are other people to fill your time with and people that will be appreciative of that time. 100%. Ready to do some Tinders? Yeah, let's do it. At the end of the show, we like to peruse online dating platforms such as Tinge, Bumble, Bumble, Bumber. Did you say and- Tinge and Bumbrel? Yeah. Good job. You nailed it. <laughs> this is the Walmart version of dating apps. These are the well, off-brand. There's plenty of beef.ta. Plenty of beef.ca. Tinder, Hinge, and Bumble are the platforms we usually pull from. And we peruse their profiles. We figure out what works and what doesn't work in an effort to make your online dating experience a little more exciting. Yes. This is Jai. My life revolves around fitness and designing. Can make you a hobby too if you act right. I like Middle Eastern and South Asians. Tall, tan, brown men only. Upside down, smiley face. Yes, I have a type. If I'm too intimidating, don't bother wasting your time because a man with confidence is very attractive. I'm not crazy about... I understand that people like what they like. I'm not crazy about broadcasting it. You're on a platform in which you get to pretty much swipe through a meat catalog. If you only, if you're like, If you're only into that type of person, those are the only people you'll be swiping on. But also like... It's fucking weirdly racist too. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, the the and like the fetishization f- and just like yeah, the other none of that's is... cool. You know what no. I mean? Um, and like the weirdly specific racial shit. It's like you know, if you for some reason feel that way, keep it to your fucking self. That's you what, I, what mean? I mean. As Which like you it, shouldn't feel that way, really. No. But whatever. But like, if you do have like, if I was only sort of like attracted to blondes, I wouldn't be swiping on brunettes. You know what I mean? I wouldn't be saying yes to brunettes. Therefore, I wouldn't be matching with them. Therefore, it is a moot point to bring up. Yeah. The best part about dating apps is that like it's a two way street. You know what I mean? People don't just get to bombard you. Um, So you can just filter out the ones that don't meet your fucking whatevers and you don't have to be weirdly shitty. Although, hey, thank you for the red flags because now we know. (laughs) Yeah. No, thank you. Now this also, is also if I'm too intimidating, it's a weird it's just a weird energy to be throwing out there. And then a man with confidence is very attractive. No shit. Really? Never heard that before. Like you just sound so toxic. It sounds like this is all code for other like toxic behaviors you like. Uh it's just a, a one. Yeah, we're gonna give it a one as well. Um, this is Emma. Very interested in mean gossip about your coworkers. <laughs> <laughs> is that it? That's it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's like a nine out of 10. I like I it. Think, I think my Tinder knows exactly what I use it for yeah. because a lot of the profiles it shows me are literally like one line things like that. One line zingers. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I also think it's fucking great. So I'm going to give it a nine as well. Yeah. It's just, it's like unexpected and funny. Also yeah. mean gossip, not just gossip. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Um, this is Leanne. Low key extrovert looking to be fed. Uh, fork and knife emoji list of things i bought this year that i literally used one time road bike stand-up paddleboard fishing license question mark 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 things i should have bought bug spray (laughs) okay um i'm gonna give this like a six because it is funny and like you get a sense that they're outdoorsy Mm -hmm. but not really they're outdoorsy and maybe a little spacey but like i find it like very charming because it's actually quite funny but like it's unlike any other like it's not like she looked at a fucking like eight funny profiles and was like i'm gonna copy this and change it like it seems very much their own and it's also kind of like self-deprecating in a sense which i appreciate it's like a nine for me 
See, the thing that kind of throws me off is the looking to get fed. Cause I'm like, are you just one of those people who goes on dates to get free meals? Yeah, that's fair, I guess. So I'm, I'm a little iffy on it, which is why I'm saying six. Cause like I'd say yes, but I'd be hesitant. Honestly, I was just like, I like food and just glossed over that. <laughs> um, this is Brittany. Uh, she has her Twitter as like the first thing on her profile, which is always interesting. Um, she says, if you have a baby mama, don't swipe right unless she's dead. <laughs> if you're looking to fuck, <laughs> swipe left. That it? That's it. Uh, that's a zero. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, unless she's dead. Jesus Christ. Right. It's like, I really like, I don't care if you have a kid, but their mother better not be alive. <laughs> it's such a weird energy. It's absolutely unforgivable. That's a zero, Brittany. Yeah. Um, imagine like she was dead. Like that would be probably a pretty traumatic thing to just have thrown in your face on a random Tinder profile. Mm hmm. Like, cool, while you're, like, crying, you're like, at least I can swipe right. <laughs> oh, no, I... wait, I want to fuck. Oh. Oh. Uh, and this is my last one. This is Marie. The first thing you'll notice is there's two different pictures of two different people. Uh, we are in Toronto for just one night, and we want to go for drinks with you and your friend. We are two brunette mares, but no horse guys allowed. Please be a little weird and not in the creepy way. Thanks, and let's have a good night. Wait, why did you refer to yourselves as horses? I don't know. Is that some slang I'm missing? Is that some sex slang? Are horse, like, are, is horse guys a sex slang? Or is it just guys who like horses? Because I agree. I don't know. I don't like I, any of it. <laughs> it's, it unsettled me so much. I would have said it was just a, you know, middle of the road. Cool. You know, two ladies looking to have some fun with people in, in a city they're in. But like the, the merit, like one, the fact that like, we know you're brunette. We can see a picture of you. Yeah. It's very strange when people are like, brunette. Yeah. Yeah. Like they, they got a lot of hair. It's not, it's not like it's <laughs> ever, it's hidden. It's, it's very much there. It's done up quite nicely. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. There's something about this that makes me think either they're going to murder people or there's code that I'm missing. Yeah. Like very heavily. Like, you know, this is some kind of like underground freaky shit. I don't like know. Or it's like, like a CIA activation. I don't know. Yeah, like a 70s like handkerchief or like bandana thing from like the gay community where like different colors meant different things. Yeah. Like, I'm yeah, quite I, concerned that if I said yes to this, I would be misconstruing everything. Mm -hmm. So it's going to be a zero, I think. I won. I'll, no, I'll give it a two because it's better than the other two. Yeah, I think I'm going to live in that that world as well. Uh, this is Aaliyah. She's 18. Hi, I'm Aaliyah. Angel emoji. I know I look 12. Don't mind me. 5'4", 95 pounds, smiley face. I love concerts. And I think this is pertinent. We usually don't talk about pictures, but all of their pictures were them in like schoolgirl costumes or like mm. outfits. Okay. They're going for a very particular type of person, I guess. Yeah, pedophiles. Yeah, I don't, I'm 12. Angel emoji. Like, that's weird. Yeah. I'm like, I if, if you look young, it's going to be enough of a hurdle for me to get over. Mm -hmm. In the first place, like I remember there was a woman who I really enjoyed spending time with and she was a lot of fun, got along great, but she was very, very petite and she looked very young. She was older than me, but like I, I literally couldn't get over it, how young she looked, especially like during intimate moments that like I was just like, I, I'm sorry. I didn't tell her why, but I was just like, I can't can't do this anymore. 
So the idea that like that's what you're appealing to yeah. makes me very uncomfortable. Also, like looking twelve is just categorically terrible. You know what I mean? Like it's not like oh, like I look young, lol. It's like twelve would be repulsive because yeah. we're on a dating platform. So it's like even you putting that out there, like that's not good. You know what I mean? It's like it's kind of up for me to decide what you look. You know, if I see you look very young, they'll be like, oh, but like. The fact that you're saying it is also, I think, weird. Like, I feel like you're yeah. trying to mm-hmm. put that across less than worn. I don't know. That's not a good thing. Why would you say that? No, it's like she's leaning. She's definitely leaning into how young she looks. Yeah. And it's it, like, I don't know. I, it feels very creepy. And also, I guess, like, you could change your age. This happens all the time on fucking. Yeah. So I would be very nervous and I wouldn't go very uncomfortable. It. Absolutely and not. That would be a zero. Yep. You know, let's do this one because it's very quick. Uh, This is a bubble. No, this is Hinge. And this is from Sydney. And she says, we'll get along if we probably won't. (laughs) Great. Why are you here? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Okay. I don't know. Someone was probably like, oh, Sydney's cute. Oh. Oh, cool. You're already calling it quits. Neat. Like, why would you say yes to this? Mm -hmm. Don't like it, Sydney. So that's a one for me. Yeah, it's just a one. It's like, if you don't get on with people, fix yourself and then get back on dating after. Yeah. Speaking of therapy, you need it. If you don't want to get along with people, don't go on online dating where people are almost categorically like amongst the worst people you're going to meet. Like online dating isn't exactly known for their like, oh yeah, online dating filled with incredible people. (laughs) That's going to do it for this episode, friends. This show is officially done um and we can't thank you enough for spending uh, a little bit of time with us yeah thank you guys so much thank you to everybody who supports us on patreon thank you to everyone who listens thank you to the philippines yet again for getting us way high up there in the charts you guys still are just our fucking you're just our, our people hey guys fucking well, rock what for those of the people we're gonna ask consent here i think we should i would like to give the philippines a kiss you want to give them a kiss if they'll have it, yes. Okay, so people who want to kiss, step forward, get get real close, come on over. We'll get to we'll get don't, everyone. Take take this out of your ear, yeah, because it's gonna be in your kiss, I guess. Take take a step back, and that's fine. We still love you, but we respect your boundaries. All right, I'm gonna I'm just a uh, there you go. Thanks, Philippines. Yeah, you guys are the best, and that was hopefully not very weird. <laughs> um. Also, some people were interacting with us on Twitter during the week who are, I think, 80 episodes behind, so they might not hear this for a while, but it was it was a nice, fun conversation, and I love the energy you're throwing out there, and we love you. So when you get to this, thank you. I don't know whether to name drop you or not, because I'm always weird about that shit. So yeah, I'm not going to, but you know who you are. You know. Well, they probably won't at this point. They basically sent a thing being like, you guys said something in the episode and I died laughing and I knew I hadn't looked at the title yet and I knew it had to be the title of the episode. And uh, when they pulled out whom it was and they were like, hell yeah. Nice. And I appreciate the fuck out of that. So thank you. Thank you, Josh Eagle, as well, for your song, Paper Stars, you and the Harvest Cities. If you would like to send in a question, if you have a query that you would like answered or at least pondered by us, um, you could hit us up at fbuddiespodcast.com or as now mentioned earlier, plentyofbeef.ca. I'm pretty sure I still own that. I'm like 90% sure I do. Um, 
and you get the contact form. Choose your own agent name or we will give one for you. And if you'd like to support the show, as we mentioned earlier, we do have there'll be uh, three episodes of Pillow Talk up by the time you hear this. Um, head on over to the Patreon link at fbuddiespodcast.com and you can choose a, a, a different whatever amount of money is comfortable for you. The $7 and up option will give you access to pillow talk and you can upgrade and change at any point in time to fit what you need financially and we appreciate it from the bottom of our hearts it it really Mm -hmm. does mean a lot to us and like even just the three dollar option means a lot to us too because again this is the first year we're not losing a lot of money um which is really nice you know what i mean yeah all right ready for some terrible sex writing absolutely this is uh from the book the holiday by tm logan and the character whose voice this is coming from, is both a parent and a therapist, ironically. Mm-hmm. At the age when they were still totally, wonderfully, blissfully unselfconscious, unaware of the adult world and happy just to play without wondering about who was looking. But now she looked, well, like a different creature entirely, as if she belonged to a different species. The beautiful people were like that. Lucy looked like a woman, a full-grown woman at that. She was only 16, but she had curves in all the right places, a tiny waist, legs that went on forever, a chest the bikini top was only just managing to contain, untouched by cellulite, by age, by wrinkles and lines, and all the other stuff that ruined women in the end. Oh, so this is uh, someone who might be interested in that woman we just talked about on Tinder. Yeah, a gross shit person. (laughs) Yeah, a terrible shit man. Yeah. Well done, you terrible shit man. You shouldn't be a therapist or a parent. (laughs) Um... Thank you very much for listening. My name is Dane Miller. And I'm Niles Spain. We've been your fuck buddies. Get horny. <laughs> <laughs>